0: Welcome to the HR Moment Podcast. In this audio series, we will explore important human resources topics that impact Richardson ISD campus administrators and supervisors. In this HR episode, our guest is Kay Clark, Director of Field Experience for ITeach Texas Education and Training Services. She's here to share some important information for administrators to consider when hiring Alt-Cert candidates. Don't forget to follow us at RISD underscore HR on Twitter and tag us to let us know what you found helpful in this episode. Share our podcast with a colleague and we're going to provide an opportunity at the end of the podcast for you to give us a little feedback with a brief survey. Well, as teacher shortages grow, alternative certification has been one of the most prominent options for growing the teaching pool. It's become a much more common and acceptable practice now than maybe it was in the past. So our goal today is to help administrators understand the alternative certification process and some of the most important things they need to consider when thinking about hiring an Alt-Cert candidate. So we have invited Kay Clark, the Director of Field Experiences, uh, from one of our partner educator prep programs I teach to share her experience and expertise with us. Welcome, Kay. We are so glad you are joining us today.
1: Well, and I'm so glad that, that you've asked me and I, I really appreciate this. And I think it's important that the principals and uh, assistants just know what's going on because things change so quickly with yes, the absolutely. state and rules.
0: Absolutely. I think we, we had some challenges with all of those changes this year. So <laughs> We really want principals to know some things that they need to think about when they're considering hiring an Alt-Cert candidate. I mean, it's a very timely topic. You know, we're getting ready to approach the uh, recruiting and hiring season, and we're just excited to learn for your, from your expertise and your experience. So let's jump right in. Are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Can you share with us, Kay, what the um, experience of an Alt-Cert candidate is? What is is the process for them as they determine that, yes, I'm interested in teaching, Um, I'm getting signed up with with a prep program? What's that experience like for them? What what are some of the things that they go through?
1: Sure. So first, they have to have that four-year degree or they need to be in their final semester of college. Either of those two will work for when they apply to the program. Um, we require a 2.5 GPA. They, the state requires that they've, they've completed 150 hours of coursework, 30 hours of observations and have their content test or tests passed for the area in which they wish to be hired. So in order for them to earn their statement of eligibility, and this is what you as a principal want to see from that candidate um, with us, it's their first three courses. It's their observation hours. Uh, Those are the state required hours. If they've subbed, if they've been a para, um, they can use those hours towards it. Um, We also have online videos as I do other programs that they can use. Um, They can get 15 of those hours that way. And then, um, of course, the biggest part is that content test or tests being passed. Remember, when they come to you, that SOE is the important piece of the puzzle. If they have a letter that says, I've been accepted, that does not meet that they've met requirements.
0: How do they get that statement of eligibility? Do they have that statement of eligibility, or is that something, once they've received an offer, that the program gives to them or directly to um, the, the district that makes the offer to them. Sure, um,
1: we can't know that a candidate's hired unless they've informed us of that, or the district has called and asked us if they've been uh, if they're eligible for hire. Um, we give our candidates access to that statement of eligibility once the first 150 hours are completed, the 30 observation hours are completed, and the appropriate content tests are passed.
0: Awesome. So that's important for a principal to ask. If it's an alt cert candidate, they need to ask them do they have their statement of eligibility correct
1: it's going to have um, their content area of the test they've passed so let's say you want to hire them for 7 through 12 elar it will say on there 7 through 12 english language arts and reading and that the test has been passed if you want to hire them for a sixth grade reading position and 4 through 8 elar is not listed on there then no they are not eligible it has to be directly correlating with the content test in which they've passed.
0: Awesome. I was just going to ask that, Kate. you know, are that, can they accept a position um, in an area that they're not getting their certification and you just answered that for us, that would be no, but why is that so important, you know, uh, for the candidate and for the district? Well, one of the
1: things is, um, and this is a really big one, and this is kind of, (sighs) become a pet peeve of most programs because the state is holding us to this is that they have to be teaching 240 minutes per day in their content area. So that all has to match up. There's also some old beliefs out there that teachers can teach one period out of their content area and they're okay and they're covered and this is fine. That has never been in rule. That has always been a fallacy. They have to match what they are teaching. Um, That's the test they've passed. That's the knowledge that we hope that they have. Um, All of our coursework is teaching them to be the best classroom teacher. So all of that goes hand in hand in that.
0: Awesome. If someone, if by chance that had slipped through the cracks and someone ended up in an area that they weren't, uh, that wasn't on their SOE, that wasn't under their certification, what might happen?
1: Well, what'll happen when, let's say HR doesn't catch it. I teach doesn't catch it. That principal, not on purpose, but has to fill a position and they move them uh, a little bit. A really good example would be somebody that's seven through 12 history and you've got a geography class sitting out there and principals like, well, he's history. We'll just throw him into that geography class. They have to have the seven through 12 social studies to be eligible for that geography class. So now my supervisor makes contact with that candidate and says, I need your schedule. That schedule comes back to the supervisor. The supervisor then in turns that schedule to the our office and says, okay, uh, can you check on this because Joe is teaching outside of his content area. At that point, the breaks get put on. Um, I, we contact the candidate, HR, and the principal saying um, he needs to either be teaching that 240 minutes if he's not, and or in his content area in which he's recommended for that intern certificate.
0: Wow. So that really can have some, some impact on their employment, on the certification. Mm-hmm. It's a really big deal. Correct. And one of the times we see this happen too with
1: candidates, and it is a slip through the cracks, is if they're hired in the spring you're bringing them back for the fall. We know that master schedule changes. And everybody forgets that Mary is alt cert. Absolutely. And all of a sudden she's put into something that she shouldn't be. Now it's August or the 1st of September. And my supervisor's reaching out and Mary says, oh yeah, by the way, they moved me to yes. X, Y, and Z. So yeah, it's just really important to remember that's where they have to stay for that entire two semesters.
0: Awesome. Um, once they've been recommended for hire, what additional responsibilities, maybe outside of the classroom, do Alt-Cert candidates have while they're still interning or teaching? Sure. They
1: need to finish their instructional coursework. Um, and it varies, again, from program to program on what they have to do. With us, we have five, uh, six instructional courses that they have to complete. And we try to push them, as does all, do all programs, to finish that before they walk into the classroom. But we know that doesn't always happen so we give them a deadline on when they have to have it done it's four months from their date of hire which is ample time to get it finished um, they have to take their ppr and in order to take their ppr they do a practice um, course which has two practice tests in it we require they score an 80 percent um, and then they can get ppr approval they also have two reflections that they complete with our supervisor. Um, one is a reflection of their observation, one of their observations during that first semester. And then the second one is an impact on student learning. So they are going to look at their students from where they started or where they finished during a six weeks or even a semester and how they've progressed along.
0: Well, that ref- they- I'm, I'm sorry. Kate, no, I was that- just going to say,
1: so they, they're knowing what they're doing, at, that they are doing a good job.
0: Absolutely. That reflection is just really important. It, it, it's good for their growth and um, just for them being able to realize where they are and where they need to go next. So,
1: Right. One of the things with um, those reflections is we do partner with um, the teaching channel. We're actually, um, they're one of our, our corporate partners. And um, we have the opportunity that our candidates can record their classroom and put it to a private group for only their supervisor so that they can see what they're walking around, how they're teaching, what they're doing. Now, we don't require this as a mandatory thing, but it is there to help them because sometimes there's nothing more important than to see yourself on a video to say, oh my goodness, I said the word, um, 15 times when i was presenting something to those those students absolutely or, or as simple as bad clothes <laughs> I, I you know you just it don't happens. know
0: it happens we we absolutely use that tool as principles to um have teachers really reflect because when you're in it sometimes you just cannot see it
1: nope nope
0: well let's talk about the unfortunate which sometimes does happen what happens if we go down the road and um we're doing the requirements, but unfortunately the candidate doesn't pass their required exams.
1: Okay, so first of all, we know that they're gonna have to have that content test passed to be hired. So that one's out of the way and in the books. So it would be their PPR that we're looking at. Um, We do require, uh, I mean, well, we require um, remediation, if they didn't pass it, and then they will be able to sign up for it again. Um, just so everybody knows, it is a 30 day wait time between tests. It used to be 45 days. So it is now 35 days before they can take a test again.
0: I think um, the, the tricky thing for us is this year has been some of those governor governor's waivers where um, teachers were kind of allowed to get in before having completed um, that test the first time. And so I think we, we all have fingers crossed for those candidates who are in the position now. Right.
1: And just so your principals know, because I know they're going to get this um, podcast soon, that those candidates are held responsible for passing that EC through six core, passing that new STR, then getting their PPR passed. If you're requiring ESL, um, if it's a bilingual teacher, heaven help us all because I feel so bad for them because they have five tests in all that they have to pass.
0: Absolutely. And it's kind of making it tricky and not, not, not easy tests as well. It's it's been very tricky for a lot of our candidates who are going that route. The poor babies have several, um, tests to tackle. Correct. Well, what, what, what happens in the case where, um, the, maybe the campus principal or a supervisor notices that a candidate is struggling inside the classroom?
1: Sure. So one thing, um, our can, our supervisors, um, They like to stay in touch with the principal so that they know what's happening. One of the things that the state requires is every time a supervisor observes a candidate, they're to leave an observation form for that principal and for the mentor teacher. Because we do understand what we see in the classroom isn't always what happens Monday through Friday um, in those classrooms. Our supervisors do have a growth plan that they can put the candidate on if they feel that that's what needs to be happening and or if the principal or designated administrator puts that candidate on a growth plan, then our supervisor wants to get a copy of it and we wanna work with the principal and the campus to help them put those things into place to move forward.
0: Awesome, I mean, that support is amazing um i'm sure i know i know as we're talking about some things that are specific to i teach um that other programs may have something very similar and, and so if they're if it's a candidate that's not with i teach you would just have to touch base with that program to determine um what are some of the things that they offer but correct and and you also have to remember that
1: our supervisors are our lifeline and that's for any program
0: Absolutely.
1: so it, while i'm available to answer any questions and when our supervisors observe a candidate they upload all that information or portion of it into our system so i can see it if you happen to call and say hey Kay, can you tell me what you're seeing on your end i can give you a glimpse into what that candidate has done in the classroom um but really that supervisor is going to be the best to say you know this is what I'm seeing. And maybe there is more to the picture.
0: Awesome. I know that the supervisor is one of the key pieces of support that's there and available for candidates. Are there any other things that you guys may offer um, as far as supporting the candidate?
1: Well, I mean, we just are available for them. We send out monthly reminders of what needs to be done, of where they're at in the program. We hold webinars um, for those that don't like to read. We record a (laughs) video and embed that into some of our emails that go out. Um, We get it that they're overwhelmed. We understand they have a lot on their plate, but for the most part, they're all doing it and getting it done. Um, They understand how important that part of the piece is to how important it is to help those kids in the classroom.
0: Awesome. Um, Can you think of anything else that may be important for campus principals or um, supervisors to really know about uh, Alt-Cert candidates when they're going through this process or hiring them? Um, Words of wisdom.
1: Yep. Words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) The First year teacher, they just want to say yes. They want to say yes to everything that you tell them and everything that you want them to do. And sure, I'll be that prom coordinator for whatever that that happens to be um, that extracurricular. They want to do all those things, but they can't do them all well. And this first year teacher needs to really concentrate on that classroom so that they can get all of that under their belt. One of the things that the state does require you to do is assign that mentor teacher. and so that teacher really needs to work with that candidate. And we know that doesn't always happen either because they've got their plate full and there's a lot for them to do. But just remember, they are a first year teacher. This is brand new to them. Um, I had one one day say to me, Mrs. Clark, do you know how many acronyms education has? Yes, and and they just don't. I mean, they don't understand. They don't live it every day, and and we do, and so sometimes we forget. So the most important I can say is that you know it really takes a village to raise that new teacher, and um, you know if they're struggling, we need to know it so that we can help reach out and see what that what that problem is.
0: Well, Kay, I want to thank you for your time. You've offered some wonderful words of wisdom and, and just some insight on some of the things that we need to consider when we're thinking about um, hiring an alt candidate. And, and again, as we say, and we know some things may be just uh, customizable or, or, or specific to I teach, but a lot of those state requirements are going to be the same Correct. for any program. Um, so some of those things that you mentioned are going to be very similar yeah, um, but we appreciate you stopping by and just visiting with us and enlightening us. And we hope to connect with you sometime in the future.
1: all right. i so am so thankful that you asked me. And if anybody has any questions, you could always reach out to me and um be glad to answer them. whether there are candidates or not, The end goal is to have good teachers teaching our students.
0: Thank you, Kay. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of RISD's HR Moment. Please take a moment to leave us some feedback and enter our prize drawing at bit.ly forward slash HR Moment, all lowercase. Also, leave us a comment about something you learned or found helpful on Twitter. You can tag us at RISD underscore HR, and we look forward to you joining us on our next episode. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of RISD's HR Moment. Please take a moment to leave us some feedback and enter our prize drawing at bit.ly forward slash HR Moment, all lowercase. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash H-R-M-O-N-E-N-T. Also, leave us a comment about something you learned or found helpful. On Twitter, you can tag us at RISD underscore HR, and we look forward to you joining us on our next episode.